1: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson.
0: I am Sam Delaney. That
1: was an excessive pause. Can you hear it me? It wasn't a
0: pause. Uh, yeah, listen, right?
1: Oh, was it a dramatic
0: You've... pause, was it? No, you're you're always picking me up on there being a pause. So what I try yeah. to do now is almost overlap. As you're saying the last letter of Dawson, I'm trying to say Delaney. If I ever listen back, there's a pause in there. Yeah. I think it's a power play, and I think you are editing in a pause
1: Perhaps I am, perhaps I'm not
0: I think well, uh, I've rumbled it, your it, pa- your it, latest power play
1: It, it could happen because um, you know, sometimes we record these podcasts from separate locations mm. because we can't be in the same room at the same time. Mm. Usually I'm in Sunderland and you're in London. Also, today. it's we're not both. just because
0: of that, it's because we're both extremely busy men and important <laughs> men We mm. well,
1: I'm very successful yeah. media careers Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but today we are both in London because, because one of us has travelled 300 miles to be here, and the other one can't make their way into the centre of their home city.
0: I couldn't Can make it basically five miles. No, less than that, really. Yeah. Sorry about and that. And I'm
1: sat here, I'm currently sat here in a travel lodge in the centre of London, recording <laughs> my half of the podcast. While well, you sit in, Is I don't know, is it your daughter's bedroom no, it, again?
0: I've um, upgraded to my own bedroom. That's because my you're, wife's you're, away. Right, <laughs> she's in Hungary, which is one of the reasons why I couldn't make it anyway. Because I've got to do on top of my successful and thrusting media career responsibilities, Indeed. my top-flight sewing machines and responsibilities. I also suddenly have to play the role of a full-time parent, which Jesus. is really annoying. Um, so, uh, but because but you're allowed in your I'm own allowed bedroom, I'm allowed in my own bedroom—a real upgrade. In fact, I put I my daughter up from school. And, and I picked my son up then my daughter up right, and on the way back I said listen kids right when we get in I've got to go and do my podcast straight away and my daughter <laughs> rolled her eyes and I said what <laughs> and she said it's fine I said I'm not going to use your room I'm going to use my room she went it's fine it's just that you shout swear words really loudly for a full <laughs> hour every time <laughs> and I said oh, actually it's rather more nuanced than that well <laughs> she went like, I don't know I don't hear the whole thing but all I can hear is loud swearing for an hour coming out of your that room <laughs> for an hour and I thought fucking hell what kind of endorsement is that of, of, of a podcast that I think is actually one of the final great bastions of journalism yeah and also has a certain artistic poetry to it fused with that journalism yeah. but to her it's just an hour of loud swearing and I resent that
1: well, that's what we're going to call this episode, an hour of loud swearing, <laughs> so welcome welcome to it in the next 30 minutes or so.
0: Yeah, don't worry everyone, um, it's, it won't actually be an hour, that's just her, she's 11, she's got no concept of time.
1: Shall we look at the prediction league at the beginning? Let's do I it, yeah. Because after the last episode, Wolves beat Liverpool in the FA Cup, mm. seems like a long time ago, It mm. uh, might have been, I've got no idea, and you... Uh, got a point for that, Sam. As did results, bot. Mm. So you're now level pegging on sixty-two a piece, and I'm on sixty. Um, so we've got five matches from I the Premier League. Am we can go up. Top of the
0: league. At. I am top of the league.
1: Yeah, don't get don't get cocky though, because that's going to be your downfall. Um. As in so many occasions <laughs> in your life so far, <laughs> Getting into a position of power and status, and then lording it over everyone has led to the subsequent downfall.
0: It takes me. No, to be fair, it often <laughs> takes me up to twenty-four hours after some gaining some sort of success, power, or influence <laughs> for, for for it to go to my head. Often for the first twenty-four hours, I am quite calm and measured. Yeah. But yeah, you know, so I wouldn't say I immediately let it go to my head. There is sometimes an interim period,
1: right, well, before I start see, making demands,
0: <laughs> making grandiose <laughs> claims, bullying people using yeah. my power in a corrupt way uh, yeah. that, that's how I've got to be honest all of those <laughs> feelings are bubbling up inside me again now
1: it, it will happen it will happen it at will some happen. point but yeah. perhaps not today perhaps it is for the best that we're not in the same room then mm. um, let's have a look at the five Premier League matches coming up this weekend right. we've got West Ham versus Arsenal
0: Whoa. yeah I'm going to this no. game I oh, know you go first on this
1: Saturday lunchtime kick-off, this one, I think, isn't
0: it? Second 12.30 in a row. Well, I had to go to B- West Ham, Birmingham last week. To have it. Uh, on a Saturday, I like a little mooch about. I don't know about you, but, yeah, I like to sh- but I like to wake up a bit late and then just shuffle around the house for a few hours, tinkering. Do you know what I mean? Just mm, shuffling. It, just, just, just with dicking, your slippers on. about in your slippers. Yeah. You know, lodging just bins. Toughen- st- do
1: having a look around the garden, ca- see if anything's new. tea,
0: staring out the staring out the window, staring out the window at the squirrels and birds, which I get a lot of.
1: Yeah, that
0: kind of thing. Twelve thirty, you're up, you're out. You got to yeah. get down well, there.
1: It's obviously a sign of your, your team's popularity that you've been selected for TV yeah. coverage. So you know, it swings around about is not it? I'll go first on this one. Yeah. Then, like, like you said, West Ham versus Arsenal. I'm predicting this is going to be a two-nil win for Arsenal. Unfortunately, Sam. Mm. I think Tree Man doesn't have what it takes to overcome um, the mighty Arsenal.
0: I think the Tree Man isn't the problem. I think that he has taken <laughs> the team forward leaps and bounds this West Ham team. Yeah. And he is clearly a brilliant coach. For instance, he's taken players who we thought what we didn't think much of as fans and he's almost you know, he's coached them into better players in a short period of time. Right, but he can only do so much. So with the squad we've got, I think you know the best he can do is get us to you know between seventh and tenth this season at best.
1: Where are you right now in the league? Tenth, I think. That's oh, not bad, then, is it? it
0: yeah, speaks but,
1: volumes about the rest of the Premier League. But
0: you know, uh, we, uh, Andy, we are a good team now. We're good. We're not great. We're not very Mm. good, but for the first time in a long time, we have become authentically good. We are on a par, I would say, with Watford and Wolves. I would say
1: you're average then. If you're tenth in the league and you're on par with Watford and Wolves, I'd say you're average. All right, but well, you know,
0: it's all about context. To me, average is is great. It's exciting. Um, Average will suffice. average, Average will very much suffice for us at the moment. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go. Listen, I'm just gonna go one nil West Ham.
1: Oh.
0: I've got to say it. You just know, you never know with West Ham. Spot. I mean, an out of unfortunately, is of is course wants to go to China for loads of money, which is a bit insane. Is and is my, that his
1: is that his wishes or is that just something that's come out of the blue from China?
0: Wow. Well, Just before we went on air, literally just before we went on air, I received a a WhatsApp on my West Ham group. And it was a link to a story in the Metro saying that he had delivered a transfer rocket to West Ham. Now, I haven't had time to read the details because I had to Skype you at your travel lodge. But (laughs) it it appears to me that the story yesterday emerged that the Chinese wanted him for, uh, they wanted to make a bid. And everyone thought, well, yeah. yeah, that's a load of bollocks. He's not going to do that. And it's probably just his agent, who is his brother, yeah. making a bit of noise to secure him a pay rise and new contract. Fine. Apparently, he's now delivered a rocket.
1: So he's, put a tra- he's tied a transfer request to a rocket firework. And a then a scud fired rocket it and the- fired
0: it at, the su- at <laughs> Sullivan's house.
1: I've got to admit, when I saw him go off after 20 minutes in the cup match last weekend yeah. after supposedly complaining of a bad back and then yeah. having a little fight with Treyman when he play. came off I, I thought I transfer windows open.
0: Right he's gone <laughs> he's pointed he's, I saw it I was there he's gone over to Samir Nasri who was making his debut who's quite the character yeah. himself let's not forget and uh, by the way on previous episodes we had indicated based on no knowledge or substance whatsoever as is our way that his drug ban was for iron filings or similar Tr- transpires. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with any sort of recreational drug, iron filings or otherwise. It was some sort of perfectly legitimate supplement that he had to take, and it just had a, a, a degree too much of one banned substance. So it was oh it was quite okay. innocent. Anyway, he was playing, and he and they must be in cahoots with each other because he. Had a little chat with an out of itch. And then he went over to the bench and started waving to them and pointing at an out of itch. And he effectively went over and instructed the bench to substitute an out of itch. It was fu- I've never seen anything like it before. The closest I've seen to it is going back to 1990 when Lineker did that. Hey, keep an eye on him. About yeah. Gaza. It was that sort of thing. Someone communicating with the bench, like getting your mate to go and tell a girl you fancy her. It was like that. <laughs> and uh, so... And then, so then they said, "All right, come off then," because he was Nasri was pointing at his own back and then pointing at an outwich. I was like, "Wind your neck in, mate. You're, this is your fucking debut. You've only been here five minutes. You're suddenly trying to be the manager, right?" You've saw, so, and the physio and our, and our midfielder all rolled into one. So then he's gone off and uh, he's immediately complained. But I don't know if you saw Tree Man's response it was fantastic. Tree Man answered him and then he shouted and then Tree Man just laughed. It was si- <laughs> it was serious. That is that is the sort of power playing that you only get with age yeah. and experience. He's been dealing with egos. I mean, the man managed Real yeah. Madrid and Man City. He's dealt with bigger egos than it, But he, um, you know, he's 114 years old. The tree man. Yeah,
1: he's seen it all, hasn't he? He's seen it mm. all.
0: He's, he's seen it all come and go. He was managing teams back in the 1930s he's dealt
1: with the egos of like Stanley Matthews and people like that this
0: is nothing Di Stefano the lot
1: yeah Puskas
0: yeah he's managed them all and he just started laughing which I thought well that is a fucking superb (laughs) power play he was just completely relaxed shrugged and laughed then looked over at his mates and laughed again
1: do you think Nasri has come with a message from China then? D- deliberately signed for West Ham with a message from China and he's delivered the message to Arnautovic on the pitch.
0: Like the Manchurian Candidate. You know what the Chinese are like. I know I bring up the Manchurian Candidate a lot, but it's a film that had a big impact on my world view. <laughs> hey, why not? And I think that, you know, I suspect, having seen that film many years ago, I suspect that the Chinese do have the capability to hypnotise people and make them do their bidding. And I think yeah. that's what they've done somehow to Nazri and Nazri in turn that, is linked to Anatovic. That, that appears Nasri, to be the case.
1: They've used Nazri as a conduit yes, of some exactly. kind. Well, would you like me to read out a tweet that West Ham United tweeted one minute after this recording began? Yes. In response to the statement from the brother and agent of Marco Anatovic this afternoon, the club has issued the following, and they've attached a graphic oh, of the statement on great. it. And it just says, Marco Arnautovic has a contract and we fully expect him to honour it. He is not for sale. And it begins and ends there. That's it.
0: <laughs> Fuck off Bobby Arnautovic, <laughs> if that's his brother's <laughs> name.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah. Fuck Keep off, your Bobby. Keep out, sunshine. Yeah,
0: fucking hell. This
1: is happening all so over again. Are. This is
0: what happened with fucking... What's his name? Pyatt.
1: Yeah. Well, but, you know, Arnautovic is, what, 29 now? So yeah. would you not... You know, take fifty million for him at
0: this stage? There's a there's a, a little chat going on on WhatsApp like with people going, "Oh, he's worth much more than thirty five million and they're going, All right, all right, all right. If it how much would you accept for him? One bloke's <laughs> gone, seventy million, not a penny less. And <laughs> I've gone. Well, for a start I just look at it and think, Come on, lads, you're all adults. I'm assuming you're all adults. <laughs> Why are you wasting time with this mad it's Thursday, you're all at work? Why are you wasting time with this mad speculation? Um, so because I'm a dick, I wrote yeah. a trillion pounds and I want one <laughs> of the Chinese government to come and wank each and every one of us off. <laughs> and do you know what someone's re- do you know what someone's response was? Go on. Seriously, you wouldn't take 70 million. What <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Can no, you not you, see you I'm not no. taking
0: this seriously? I'm being a cunt. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, so you reckon 1-0 against Arsenal Obviously Arnett will score the winner Yeah Alright, next one Burnley versus Fulham
0: What a dreary game (laughs) Burnley-Fulham 2-0 Burnley
1: 2-0 Burnley Burnley. I'm going to go 3-0 to Burnley Mm. Because I think they're just revitalised Now that they've been Joe Hart off They seem Mm. to be a winning machine now So Mm. I'll go 3-0 for that one Results but of course, as always, we'll say 1-0 Right on to the next one Brighton and Hove Albion Versus Liverpool
0: Oh Well this is a tough Mm. Tough one for Liverpool Because Brighton have a great Home record But Same time I think they're going to win it I think they're going to win it uh, 3-0 Actually A 3-0 away win
1: I'm going to go 2-0 again for that one Results but of course Says Brighton will win that Mm. 1-0 On to I think this is Saturday Tea time Chelsea versus Newcastle Two nil Chelsea. Two Ch- nil to Chelsea, you reckon? I think three nil to Chelsea that one. I think Newcastle will get a right property. I, th- I think there.
0: Newcastle will just turn up and not bother to make an they'll just not bother.
1: Yeah, they'll try and just stay behind the ball. Yeah. And they'll let one in after about eighteen minutes and then after that it'll be finished. Yeah. Uh and then Spurs versus Manchester United's the last one, which I think is Sunday afternoon. That could be quite. Always a, sexy a great match. game.
0: Always a great game. Uh, I'm going to go two two that one. Yeah, I can see it being a high draw. All right, I'm going to go three three. Fuck it.
1: Three three. Whoa. Fuck it. Now it's uh, the the uh, the excitement's beginning to bubble to the surface. Yeah, it is. Here I see with that prediction. Be very surprised if that happens. All right, that's the prediction league out of the way. Uh, we might as well have a little break at this point. Jalapeño. Um, did you watch Manchester City beating Burton Albion 9-0 last night? I
0: tuned in when it was <coughs> 5-0. <laughs> you, do you have
1: any opinions on this?
0: I thought, ah, <laughs> fucking, I thought 5-0. Pff, don't know about whether I want to be bothered watching this.
1: It was the most boring match I've It was ever really seen. boring. But yeah. the thing is,
0: it was like, when, it, when that seventh went in, it cut mm. to Nigel Clough. Who was slumped in his chair? I mean, he was making no effort to keep the spirits up of the team. (laughs) And he and do you know what? I think I saw him say. He sort of covered his face with his hand and went, "Oh no!" (laughs) I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate. With with that sort of attitude, no wonder your players lack any pluck. And it really was. I can't stress this enough. I know we're supposed to talk about the romance of the cup and. Burton mm. Albion and Nigel Clough and all of these other sort of things and, and it's like rich versus poor and David versus Goliath and but the truth is that was a scoreline based on the fact that Burton was so shit not that Man City was so good Burton Albion was shit there's no two ways around it it is not about Man City being magnificent I oh, think not it
1: was, a bit, it was a bit of
0: both West Ham or Sunderland would have won that 9-0 that they were like knackered these players they couldn't chase after the ball every time they got it they gave it back to Man City it was ridiculous
1: yeah because all their players are like really feeble and, and, and you're probably supposed, not very clever
0: you're expected you're expected to at least be fit enough and tough enough and if anything at that level they often seem to indicate although I don't think it's true that the players are tougher and more run harder than the pampered Premier League All-Stars. Well that wasn't the case with Burton Albion. Burton Albion were were acting like a complacent Premier League team who thought they could stroll (laughs) about. So uh, I have no sympathy for them or Nigel Clough I'm afraid.
1: Well I heard that Nigel Clough went in at half time and he said some of the players were first of all some of them were just dumbstruck <laughs> and unable to speak but he said that some of them as well had said that the Man City players weren't even it didn't look like they were running around no, like they were
0: gliding across the pitch it didn't I mean they were just every. Time. it was like do you ever play FIFA it was like I got yeah. FIFA 19 the other day and when you first play against the computer mm. do a quick kickoff game then it's got your settings if you forget to change them on to beginner and yeah. so you play and suddenly it's just it's boring because at half time you're 5-0 up I'm not a brilliant player, but beginner is like ridiculous because every time you get the possession of the ball, you immediately just create a goal-scoring chance. Yeah, and it's tedious, and that's what it looked like for City. It looked like they've been accidentally put on beginner level where they should be on world class.
1: I mean, there's people saying that City were basically bullying Burton, and they shouldn't have put such a strong team out Mm. for that for that match. And but then. You look at it, and Man City under 21s played the night before in the mighty checker trade trophy. Right. So, you couldn't really have selected anybody other than the hotshots. Plus, listen, it's the, semi-final. it's the semi
0: final. It's the semi final. So, what you're supposed to do, it's an insult to the Caribou Cup if you put out <laughs> fucking, you know, a load of youngsters. I think, fuck it, I'm a City fan. If I, I'm saying, if I was a City fan, I'd be like, I want to get to the final. I, wa- I want my yeah. day out at Wembley. Yeah. So I don't give I don't a shit that we're lost. playing but And don't give them a fucking favour. Duff them up. Get us to Wembley. <laughs> Good. And they're all shouting, and we want 10. Put- but someone said, I don't know if you've seen this. I think it's going around on Twitter. <clears throat> someone sent me an image of a betting slip. And it was, they'd had a bet on mm. it being 10-0 to City and De Bruyne are scoring and de bruyne right. of course did score after 5 minutes he scored the first goal oh,
1: and they fucking
0: were hell. so they were 85 um, 8 5 minutes it was 9-0 and all of the city fans were singing we want 10 and i was like it's they're definitely going to get a 10th. and somehow they, they just went shit and the geezer must have been crying on his knees in front of the tv and, set cuz he stood to him thousands
1: hundred, i was going to say it was 100 to 1 i think for 10-0 yeah so i don't know what it would have been with a double with yeah, de bruyne yeah i can't well. remember
0: i've got it somewhere but I might even get it out while you're talking. Fucking hell. Yeah, fuck it. Stick
1: him stick with football before we move on to bullshit and other matters. Uh, did you see the picture of Crystal Palace goalkeeper Wayne Hennessy? Oh,
0: doing, doing the old uh, salute? Nazi salute. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw his bullshit you, excuse as did well. Did you
1: see his excuse? I'm going I'm to read it out because it's so good. Right. I waved and shouted at the person taking the picture to get on with it <laughs> and at the same time put my hand over my mouth to make the sound carry. It's been brought to my attention that, frozen in a moment by the camera... Very evocative speech there. This looks like I am making a completely inappropriate type of salute. I can assure everyone that I would never do that, and any resemblance to that kind of gesture is absolutely coincidental. Love and peace, Wayne.
0: Yeah, Wayne, whatever. There are, yeah, now, exactly. there are various elements of this story that <laughs> remind me immediately, <laughs> and I'm sure you two of one particular... 1980s Saturday night sitcom lower low. because <laughs> two things one is in lower low, people were constantly yeah. doing Seek kyles, which when you yeah. reflect on it now is quite strange because although it was in the context of a comedy it was mm. Saturday night tea time entertainment where one of the yeah. main jokes was people continuously doing seat kyles. right so mm. that's the first thing it reminded me of the second thing it reminded me of which is probably my favourite element of lower low which is saying something because I had lots of favourite elements. But my favourite element of lower Low, my favourite sort of, you know, running joke, was where lower where I call him Aloha Low, Renee. <laughs> you know that thing when you're a kid and you, you call the name, you call the main character in any film or programme the title of the film? Yeah. So I thought Luke Skywalker was called Luke Star Wars. <laughs> and so, anyway, like, you know, you think Marty McFly's actual name is. John back to the future anyway <laughs> yeah. I digress which is uncharacteristic of me my favourite thing yeah. is when Rene was caught always getting off with one of the sexy waitresses and yeah. his what is axe wife whose name I can't remember but you'll remember Enid, Enid walks in on him catches <laughs> him the whole time <laughs> And he just always says, she went, what are you doing right now? And he went, you stupid woman. Can you not see that I was trying to remove a particle of dust from this poor young lady's eye? And at the same time, my trousers accidentally were unbuttoned by a, a passing swallow. Like the most elaborate and unconvincing yeah. she's. And, and Edith, what was her name? Ed- Edith, not Edith. 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 Yeah constantly fell for it and i think yeah. all of this points to it one right. thing. as soon as i read this i mm. before i felt outrage disgust or amusement the first thing i thought was wayne hennessy is a massive lower low fan
1: <laughs> yeah that's what it is it's a homage of anything yeah isn't it? and
0: fair enough that's because we all is. miss a lower low Allo, don't we
1: yeah of course unless you watch it repeatedly on uh uk gold during the afternoons mm. which i definitely don't <clears throat> well sometimes that reminds me as well a little digression as well um, when you said John Back to the Future mm. it reminded me of when my kids were younger and whenever they would ask me who'd invented such and such I would always say Sir John whatever the name of the thing was <laughs> and tell them it was in 1862 so it was like Dad, Dad who invented the kettle oh well that was, uh, that was Sir John Kettle in uh, 1862 <laughs> That's great. Dad who invented the microphone, ah, oh, that was a Sir John microphone back in 1862, Don't and they fell for it for a few years.
0: That we always do that about action films because it, it came to our attention, my wife and I, that every action film for for like between a period in the early 80s and mid 90s, the main character was always called John. So now. Right. <laughs> What, John Rumble whatever the name John. of the film is in an action film we always refer to the main character as John whatever that <laughs> John. is so there's obviously John John Taken is who Liam Neeson plays in the Taken <laughs> franchise right, right. Uh, Mel Gibson is John Lethal Weapon right <laughs> and then John Wick when that came out which by the way is one of the greatest of recent years we call him John John Wick
1: John. John Wick Oh, is, is tom Cruise john impossible
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is an awesome name by the way johnny johnny like impossible
1: johnny impossible mate Fucking we should off. do
0: it we should do you fancy one time once we've done the haunted house and whatever the other things we up the storage live broadcast We're
1: promising to do would the you ever will
0: would you like to do a full hello hello marathon in which we yeah. watch every episode of a lower low in chronological yeah. order from beginning to end in one sitting. Piss yeah. breaks allowed. We
1: it as well, or just for our own amusement.
0: Uh, no, we we deep dive <laughs> it, but sort of live.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. On YouTube, live. <coughs> no, YouTube we can broadcast. record it and
0: put it out. But what we record our thoughts as we're going along. We could even do it remotely. So, you could be in Sunderland as long as we go one, two, three, play, and both press play yeah. at the same time. Then we can yeah, deep dive so, it because it, it went on for years and years and years. And there's a lot in there, a lot of content. And in my mind, and I've watched, obviously, The World at War, the great uh, that was narrated by Laurence Olivier and is regarded Mm. as one of the greatest television achievements of all time. Um, Various other documentary series about the wars, films about Churchill, so on and so forth. To me, the best rendition of what happened in that terrible, terrible war in which so many millions died is certainly a low, a low.
1: <laughs> it's the most accurate. Isn't I do, it? Yeah. And the Sexiest. i the sexiest. Accuracy. Yeah.
0: Sexiness. Yeah. And authenticity, which are the three things that I look for in all of the TV shows I like.
1: I can't think of any other World War Two-related um, piece of media hmm. that I've encountered that's made me want to have a quick wank. Have you like s- Hello, have Lord you did? seen
0: that terrible film? <laughs> What's it fucking called? Is it
1: Dunkirk? Is that what it's called? I think it is, but I haven't seen it.
0: You know the one I'm talking about. Came Dunk out. Dunkirk came out last year or something.
1: Yeah, that
0: is shit. It's really right. boring. Loads of it's just Tom Hardy flying around in a plane in complete silence.
1: Okay. Then there's maybe this could be this could be a regular feature on the podcast where you give capsule reviews of films that have been out for over a year. <laughs>
0: All um, the reason I'm bringing it up is relevant is that compare it, light for light, with a lower low, and you will you yeah. will learn much more about what went down in the war from watching a lower low than you will from watching Tom Hardy flying around in silence in a plane. And,
1: and you're much more likely to have a wank as well.
0: Precisely.
1: Fucking Shall we have some bullshit before we wrap this up? Yeah. Um. Catboy92 says we had an eighty school bullshitter called John. My friends and I like playing snooker on full size tables. So to ingratiate himself into our circle, John told us not only did he have a snooker table at home, but it was also 24 feet long, (laughs) twice the size of a regulation table. (laughs) I mean, we've all played on a 12-foot table and it's massive compared to the six-footers we have at home. But can you imagine a fucking 24-foot snooker table?
0: Jesus Christ. I You just can't, can you? Listen, on a normal snooker table, I'm six foot two, right? And when I have ever played on a full-size snooker table, I feel about three foot tall. Like, fu- I feel like fucking Tom Thumb. I've got no <laughs> idea... I've got no idea how mid-sized people like fucking Alex Higgins or Terry Griffiths manage to yeah. clamber their way around a fucking snooker table. It's, it makes no it's sense it's to it's
1: me. It's really hard to even see one end of the table from the other, isn't it? It's just... The, like a it, football match in the football
0: When I stand at a snooker table... It feels like the biggest thing I've ever stood in front of. Yeah. You know, and I I stood yeah. at the foot of the World Trade Center before it got fucking blown up. Not just before, <laughs> I mean years before. And I remember thinking, well, let's not get back into the fact that I predicted 9-11, but anyway, Again, yeah. uh, you know, snooker tables are fucking big is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. If, you, if you made one double the size of standard, then forget about it. You'd need three men on every side. A game of snooker would require three men holding each queue. You'd have yeah. to form teams rather than it being an individual sport.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps the reason why the World Trade Centre had two towers was because they built one, looked at it, and thought, fuck it, me, it's nothing compared to a snooker table. We're <laughs> going to need another one.
0: Well, that's very American, isn't it? Think big. Yeah. That's, that's their national motto. Think big. They built one massive that's... tower... And then they're gone. Geez, that's one hell of a big motherfucking tower. Hey, why not build another one right motherfucking next to it?
1: (laughs) That's gonna show it to those fucking snooker assholes. Yeah. When they come over here and compare.
0: Those fucking commies. That fucking Terry Griffiths and Ray Reardon. The fucking freaks. (laughs) 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 The fucking commie freaks.
1: (laughs) I've got another good idea from Shruggable on Twitter I'm going to read the second part first because it kind of sets it up for the first part it says a security guard he used to work with was a bullshit machine he says he was one of those people who claimed to be a black belt in several martial arts and if anybody tried to start a fight he had to inform them at least three times of his qualification if they continued he was legally allowed to kill them but only using his martial arts training <laughs> that is that's a bullshit standard isn't is not it that is a we great
0: one yeah I mean it's that, almost that must have
1: been uttered so many times would
0: you say that having um dangerous kung fu skills that uh, that have yeah. to be regulated is almost the number one bullshit
1: theme it's got to be top of the pops hasn't it Amongst Yeah, I mean, it's that thing. Or, or, or yeah saying I've got a licence to kill like James Bond has yeah. something like that so this is the second part of it the security yeah. guard who was a bullshit machine also when it came to his prowess with women Shruggable says he once told us that he'd fingered a woman so well that the volume of her <laughs> orgasm made her cat die from shock <laughs> 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 he killed a cat <laughs> yeah through fingering. <laughs> Amazing. Through the, well, yeah. He killed the cat by proxy through yeah. the volume of her orgasm. Fucking great. Through fingering fingering a woman.
0: Yeah, that's, I uh, wonder if she, what, she uh, recovered from the sexual ecstasy he'd transported <laughs> her to, whether she felt upset about the cat's death or she thought, well, it was a price worth paying.
1: i think it'd have softened the blow, wouldn't it, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be a fucking... It took
1: her a while to come down.
0: It, you come, you come, come down to earth, talk about coming down to earth with a bump. <laughs> That was the greatest orgasm (laughs) of my life. Right. Have you got any
1: any bullshit there you want to read out? I've
0: got a sexual fails from Philip Hawkins, uh, which I alluded to on the last podcast. He said, new girlfriend who was 20 when I was 17, New Year's Eve, went to a mate's hotel and was offered a bedroom for the two of us for the night. And I said, no, it's okay. I'm staying on her parents' sofa. Her dad was a vicar. Um, The next week, she called me and said her parents weren't at home. So would I like to come over for the night? I said, I'll have to ask my mum. (laughs) She called back ten minutes later and said she now had to go to her mates. I didn't hear from her ever again. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Oh, Philip, you twat. Mm. Fucking hell. Tell you what, let's um, let's end with some news without news. Okay, Got some nice ones for you today. Um, (laughs) First of all, I haven't turned my house into a Japanese restaurant, Norwich man claims. (laughs) (laughs) Ten. Ted, this is a fantastic one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna elaborate a bit on it. I know we don't normally do that, but I'm gonna elaborate. It's a fella who used to run a Japanese restaurant, mm. and now his seven-bedroom house in Norwich uh, has got a sign above it uh, called Orlando's, but he's claiming it's not a restaurant. Right. But there's been complaints from people. Uh, It's also got the word Sakura above, which is the same name as his previous restaurant. (laughs) It's got a sign. It's got like an arch over his front door. And he's saying it's not a restaurant.
0: Mate, it's a fucking uh, restaurant.
1: One of the neighbours said that she was invited to the launch party last year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah, I did. All right. Admittedly, yeah, I had a launch party, but it's not a restaurant. That doesn't mean anything. I didn't say we were launching a restaurant. I just said it was a launch. It was a launch (laughs) of my home. I'm launching <laughs> my it, home. I was launching a new chapter anything, in my it, life.
1: Yeah. Of, of a sign, I've had a big sign above his front door that says Orlando's. So, yeah, that's that's that one. Um, second one. Burglar alarm left beeping for three weeks. Sparks Axman's beauty parlour rampage.
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it an eight because I don't like... Axeman, Beauty Parlour, Rampages as a rule. I'll like find out it would upset me, but obviously I'll give it an eight because I'm intrigued all the same.
1: Do you? Is it, are you just against all Rampages? or just? Uh, no, not all, all
0: Rampages, but Axeman, Rampages, no, don't like them, not a fan. Yeah,
1: not a fan. Mm. All right, finally. Council bans cheese toasties to stop motorbike gangs.
0: Ten. Need to know more yeah. about that.
1: Fantastic, there we go then.
0: Mm. Everyone's um, obsessed with motorbike all- gangs now, aren't they? like what is councils every, everyone councils individuals <laughs> everyone. everyone it's like the main it's thing like that people is it's above brexit in terms of topics discussed um, we and it's like mad because it's like mad max has come true it's like we yeah. we do, we now live in a dystopian future like the ones yeah. portrayed in the early tim burton batman movies where yeah like literally streets are patrolled by mad gangs on motorcycles like yeah. that's what mad Max said it's what the first batman movie said it's what weird science said sort of mutants on motorbikes riding around mm. and uh killing people or, or stealing from people or both and it's a real problem i own a two-wheeled vehicle the i own a vespa and when i that's went what
1: motorbike, motorbike was it
0: Eh? It's not a motorbike, no. It's
1: not a motorbike. But is it? Uh, a
0: lot of them are using that. I think it's because they're easier to nick, basically, right? Mm.
1: They're
0: easier to they're easier to nick and they're easier to ride if you're just some yeah. kid with your eye on the main chance. And <laughs> and um the, the the guy who I buy my scooters from, right, the guy who's the scooter man. Oh, he's this more than one fucking, scooter. I've had loads of scooters over the years. I don't own a lot at one time, but I renew my scooter ah, right, gotcha. every couple okay. of years, you know. That's
1: the what and I
0: thought you meant. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Vespers. I've, I've always had yeah. them for years. And I go, uh, so the bloke who who's my bloke who gets them for me, he's this big, really muscular South African bloke, right? And I've always wondered about his past. I thought, what's he doing there selling fucking Vespers? He's obviously <laughs> from South Africa, and he's extremely muscular and scary looking. Yeah it doesn't seem to fit something's missing well last year he opened up to me and told me well I don't want to go into full detail I could end up in another Louis Collins situation
1: yeah we don't want that do we
0: but he told me about his past in South Africa and some of the things that he'd done and why he had to flee Mm. and come Mm. here for a more peaceful life because he was a very I think he was a very liberal open-minded man who wasn't comfortable (laughs) with the climate in South Africa when he was a kid he's white by the way (laughs) And right. uh, and anyway, so I'm thinking, God, what an amazing story! This bloke, he's a good man, he's a tough man, but he didn't want any part of a party, and he came here to sell vespers to nice gentlemen like me instead. Yeah. And then he went, "You've got to watch out for it here, though." And I said, "What?" He goes, "He's fucking, these fucking scooter gangs, they are not playing around." And I said, "No, I suppose <laughs> not." And I'm thinking, well, I'm not really bothered about the fuckers. You shouldn't be size <laughs> so of you, you mad cunt. I mean, he's like, he looks like some. <laughs> And he goes, they're not coming near me. I've got a fucking axe down my trousers. And I went, What? And he fucking showed me that he'd created a compartment in his in his motorcycle cars and had a hand axe all sharpened and I said, What the fuck is that? He went, Mate, we're not playing games here. It's your life you're talking about. I ride on a scooter that's very popular target for the scooter gangs. He went, I was riding home the other night and I could see them tracking me. I put one hand straight down my leg and grabbed the axe. And I said, (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about? What, you were going to fucking axe them? He went, we're not playing games here, Sam. And um, (laughs) I said, so what happened in the end? He goes, they backed off. And I was like, fucking, well, thank God for that. Because if not, I wouldn't be buying a scooter from you now. You would be in prison for having axed a couple of blokes' heads off.
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't have any sort of scooter dealer. I'd but, have to um, go
0: and get Scooter or some other bastard.
1: But coming up in cinemas in the summer of 2019, though, John Vesper.
0: John Vesper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to patrol the streets on my uh, 125 liter uh, Vesper, and mm. I'm going, or I say, you know, like 125 cc. I'm going to patrol the streets and bring justice to these ugly yeah. divided and violent streets of ours on my That's Vespa what
1: needs. using only
0: not my fists and not a hand axe using my words andy
1: yeah well fucking good luck with that song. okay Right, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back on uh, Monday, mm. I imagine, yeah. if we don't knock another one out before then. Mm. Um, thanks for listening. We are on Twitter at TF Time Machine. We are also on Facebook for reasons that neither of us really understand. <laughs> and um, thanks for listening, as always. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.